This is the Writing and Instruction Show. I'm your host, as always, Dr. Andy Johnson. Topic of today's podcast and the series of podcasts is teaching students how to write. Now, I'm working on a book. It's called Being and Becoming Teachers of Writing. And as part of this, I'm doing podcasts based on the chapters I'm writing. Now, there's a, there's a lesson here for teachers. Creating this podcast gives me a sense of audience. Reading my work out loud gives me a sense of audience. It makes it become more real. I'm writing for somebody. As teachers, helping students develop a sense of audience, and that will be one of the podcasts or chapters to come, is important giving them a sense of audience, reading their work to others, having others read their work. That's an important part of helping children become uh, writers. But we are focusing on teaching students how to write. So where to start? Where to start? How about if we start in Mooseburg, Minnesota? Let's travel to an imaginary classroom in Mooseburg, Minnesota. Here, Mr. B is telling his fifth grade students that they're going to do some writing. And he's all excited because he spent the weekend planning a great creative writing activity, and he knows his students are going to enjoy it. But to his surprise or dismay, most of his students react with indifference or even a visible negative reaction. And when they start writing, Mr. B sees that most are reluctant to write. They just slap words on the page. Despite his very creative writing prompt, their writing is uninspired, unorganized, and just plain bad. It's clear that his students don't enjoy writing and don't know how to write. So the question is why? Why is it that so many students hate to write? And why is it that so many students are just not very good writers. And I'm talking about students kindergarten through graduate school. Now, humans have a natural desire to communicate with others, to share ideas, and to hear ideas. Writing's a form of communication that enables humans to share and to hear. How is it then? How is it possible? that some students hate the thought of putting their ideas on paper and sharing them, sharing them with other human beings. How is it possible? Well, two things to think about. It could be because it's not their ideas they're sharing, rather it's their teacher's ideas. Students are often not saying what they want to say with their writing, but what they're required to say. Few people want to say what other people assign them to say. Can you imagine having a conversation with someone and you are assigned the conversational topic? That wouldn't be very fun. And it could also be the reluctance to write because it's hard for some students. Some students become overwhelmed by the prospect of writing a paragraph or a page. And they don't like feeling frustrated or overwhelmed or inadequate. Nobody does. So, of course, they shut down. Feelings of inadequacy 
have taught them to hate what they should enjoy. It's much easier to hate something than to fail at something. So in my book that I'm working on and in my podcast, there are six reoccurring themes related to writing instruction, and you'll encounter them many times. The first one is everyone can write. Writing is creating meaning with print and sharing that meaning with others. Everyone can record or express an idea on paper or computer. Young children may use more pictures and squiggly shapes than letters and words, but they are creating meaning with print and sharing their ideas. The second big idea, reoccurring theme, students need to be taught the writing process. The five-step writing process will be described throughout my book in these podcasts and at the end of this podcast, as a matter of fact. Everyone can become better writers if they're taught the steps and follow the process. Now, the process may look a bit different in first grade than it does in 12th grade, but there is a process and it does produce better writers or help students become better writers. The third big idea, students need opportunities to practice writing. You become a better tennis player by practicing. You become a better piano player by practicing. You become a better writer by practicing. Like any skill, you need to do it a lot to get better. This means that teachers must provide ample opportunities to practice writing. Students should expect that they are going to write every day. The fourth big idea, reoccurring theme. Students need to have authentic writing experiences. An inauthentic writing experience is when the teacher asks students to respond to an artificial writing prompt. And the only response given is a grade or some edits and a comment from the teacher. Now, in contrast, an authentic writing experience is when students are recording, explaining, or describing their ideas for a real-life audience, often their peers. This makes the writing come alive. It moves it from an abstract exercise to a real-life event. And when students are engaged in authentic writing experiences, you seldom have problems, quote, motivating, unquote, them to write. Again, humans have a natural inclination to communicate, to share their thoughts, experiences, perspectives, and emotions with others. When you tap into this natural inclination, writing instruction becomes effortless. The fifth big idea theme, students need responses. A response is much different from correction. A response is a reaction. Students need to see how their writing is playing in the heads of the reader. They need to know which parts work and which parts are a little fuzzy or could use some revising. They need responses from the teacher and their peers. That does not mean there's not a place to focus on mechanics, 
responses first. And the sixth big idea, common theme. Every teacher can be an effective teacher of writing. There's nothing magical or complicated about being and becoming a good teacher of writing. You simply need to understand the five-step writing process and have a few good strategies that you can adopt and adapt to fit your needs and teaching style. That's where I come in, hence this book, this series of podcasts. Now, all teachers at all levels who ask students to do any sort of writing should know how to teach writing. However, in an attempt to teach writing, two things often occur that are not very effective. First, teacher simply describes what the finished product should look like. That is, instruction is related only to grammar or punctuation or other mechanics. And the second thing that doesn't work is teachers or instructors, this happens at the college level all the time, simply assigns more writing. If you want students to become better writers, you must teach them the process. And here is the five-step super secret writing process. Step one, pre-writing. The goal here is to generate ideas. Listing, brainstorming, outlining, silent thinking, conversation with a neighbor, power writing. These are all ways to generate ideas. With our older students, this includes, well, with some students, for expository writing, information writing, getting research, reading your stuff. Step two, drafting. Drafting is the writer's first attempt to capture ideas on paper. Quantity here is valued over quality. If done correctly, the draft is a rambling, disconnecting accumulation of ideas. The draft is like throwing a large blob of clay on a potter's spinning wheel. The goal is simply to get the clay on the wheel, to get the ideas on the page. It should look like garbage. You can't write well if you're not first willing to write garbage. Step three, the most important step, is revising. Here a piece is revised, revisited, and reshaped many times. This is like a potter beginning to mold and shape the blob of clay on the wheel to make the pot. The pot does not appear with one spin of the wheel. It begins to appear over time with shaping. Revising writing is similar. Here you shape the text, you add parts, you take parts away, and you continue to mold and shape and change it. You reread paragraphs, you move things around, and you look for flow and structure. Revision, revising occurs over time and is the heart of the writing process. It's not a drive-through experience. And here's the thing about revising, oftentimes, New ideas come out of the revising process. Sometimes you write to see what it is you have to say. The fourth step is editing. This is the step where grammar and spelling and punctuation errors are corrected. Now, a word of caution unto you. 
The quickest way to ruin a good writing project or to damage a writer is to insist that step four, editing stage, be step one, two, or three. If writers are editing or worrying about mechanics at the pre-writing, drafting, and revising stages, the flow of ideas and the quality of writing suffers. Precious brain space that's devoted to generating and connecting ideas will instead be used to worry about writing mechanics. And one last thing about the editing stage. Teach your students how to use the grammar and spelling functions on a word processor and set up peer editing groups, and we'll talk about these. Not today, but later. So, step five then is publishing and sharing. This is where students' writing is shared with an audience. Writing becomes real and alive at this point. At this step, you're limited only by your imagination. Publishing can involve putting together class books or collections of writings, websites, online publishing, school or class newspapers, displaying short samples of writings in the hall. As well, writing experiences can be shared by having students read their work out loud or to another classmate in small groups or in large group settings, having authors' chairs. So, being and becoming teachers of writing. The last thing I want to talk about today, being and becoming is an ode to Carl Rogers. Being means we're in a state of being. We are people, we are teachers, we are writers, we are good and complete. However, the becoming part says we are always evolving. We are becoming something. We are acorns with an oak tree within. We are becoming that oak tree. We are in a state of growth as people, as teachers, and as writers. This is the natural state of things. We are not a finished product, but we are whole and complete where we are at. We are being, and that is a good thing. We are being teachers, we are being people, we're being writers. So learning how to teach is much like learning how to write. We learn important skills best in the context of doing. Conversation and feedback are essential. Nobody is a one-drafter, and all of us, teachers, people, and writers, need to draft and do a lot of revising before we get a finished product. This has been the Reading Instruction Show. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Andy Johnson. Today, we have been looking at teaching writing.